what is it that if you could have anything in the world you would you want more than anything what do you want as you sit here this morning what do you want we're going to look at Matthew 13 this morning if you have a bible you can turn to Matthew 13 verses 44 to 46 we're just going to look at two parables this morning that both are communicating one basic idea um, and they're talking about, Jesus is talking about the value of the kingdom of God, the value of the kingdom of heaven, that it is of greater worth than anything else. And uh, he was telling this parable because he was, he, he was beginning to encounter more and more people who just weren't getting it, who didn't understand how valuable, how incredible the kingdom of God is and what he was offering. And I think we have a similar issue. We don't get it either a lot of the time. So listen to God's word as I read from Matthew 13. It's printed in your order of worship. If you don't have a Bible, you can follow along there. Listen to God's word. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. This is God's word. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you would work in our hearts, that your spirit would help us to see, to see how incredible your kingdom is, how incredible the offer of being part of your kingdom is. And Father, we pray that you would help us more than anything else as we, as we sit here now and think about your word, that you would help us to behold Jesus and that as we behold Jesus, that we would be changed. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if, if you won the lottery, what would you spend the money on? If you won the lottery, this, this is an insane amount of money. You know, what would you spend your money on? I would, I would imagine if you had debt, you would probably pay off your debt pretty quickly. Um, but what else would you do? Would you go out to a really, really, really fancy restaurant? Uh, would you maybe buy something new and expensive that you never thought about buying before? Would you, uh, would you maybe quit your job, you know, and uh, just kind of do whatever you wanted to do for the rest of your life? Would you maybe buy a small island? I don't know. I mean, like, it, it often, in, in recent years, the, you know, like these, these lotteries, sometimes they, they get to a, an insane amount of money, like over a billion dollars, and it always kind of gets in the news then, you know, and, and you hear about it. And, uh, and, and whenever I hear about it, I always, uh, I always wonder, you know, what would I do? What would I do if I could just buy anything that I wanted? What would I do? Like, when, when they talk about that kind of money, they always talk about it as a life-changing amount of money, you know? That if somebody, they, everybody always envisions if you win that, then it will radically change your life, right? And I'm sure it does change your life in a lot of ways. But that's how it comes across. If, if, you, get this, if you get this jackpot, you will, it will change your life in radical ways. It will never be the same. Now, Jesus here is talking about the kingdom of heaven. 
And when he talks about the kingdom of heaven, there's all sorts of stuff wrapped up in this, but it, but it, it all centers on the gospel, on the message of the kingdom, on the, the message that, that God invites us through Jesus to know him and to experience his love and his power and his presence in our lives. To participate in the kingdom is to participate in life with God, knowing him, knowing that he is with us, knowing that, that he is working in us and for us, knowing that he is making all things new, he is making all things as they should be, and you are part of that process. That's what the kingdom of heaven is. The kingdom of heaven is to know that you are loved by God, to know that, that, that he is with you, and to know God in your daily life. And Jesus, in these parables, I think one thing he says here is that to experience the kingdom is to have something life-changing happen to you. It's to have something radically life-changing happen to you. And the, the, the thing, as I read these parables, it's very challenging for me because as I look at my life, in some ways, I guess uh, you could say that, that it's very different than it would be if I didn't know Jesus. But in a lot of ways, it's not that different from people who don't know Jesus, who aren't members of the kingdom, who don't possess the kingdom. And one of the things I think that, this, that these parables do is that they, they force us to ask ourselves a few questions to, to determine whether we really do possess the kingdom or not. You know, I would hope that everybody here, as you've, you've come here this morning to worship God, at least the vast majority of us, would say that we do possess the kingdom, that we have believed in Jesus and received his work for us, and so we are members of the kingdom and we possess it, right? But the question is, do we really? And so I want to ask us three questions based, based on these, these two parables. And the first question is this, have you found it? Have you found it? One thing that both of these parables have in common is that they both say that somebody found something, right? In verse 44, it says this man found this treasure that was hidden in a field. And then in verse 46, it says this man who's searching for pearls found one pearl, right? He found it. They found this thing that is of great value. And I think Jesus is, is one, one thing he's doing here is he's making the point that, that the kingdom of heaven is something that we find as opposed to something that we earn or work for or build ourselves. You know, when you, when you work, and earn, work for and earn something, you feel like you're entitled to it, you know? Um, you feel like you deserve it. When all, of you, all of you who work a job, you know, part-time, full-time job, when you get your paycheck, you know, whether it's every couple weeks or every month or whatever, or we don't, many of us don't get paychecks anymore. You know, it just gets deposited in our bank. But when you see that, your, your paycheck deposited in your bank, you're not, you're not like, oh, whoa, they paid me today. <laughs> like, of course they paid me. I worked hard this month. I have a right to be paid. I'll be angry if I don't get paid. I'm going to talk to somebody in personnel or human resources if it doesn't show up there, Right? But this is the thing, the kingdom of God is something that we find. It's something that God does, that God has accomplished. And, and, and when you find something, there's an element of, of surprise, of wonder about it. Isn't there? 
And so as we, as, for those of us who have received the gift of life through Jesus, the kingdom of heaven, should, it should be a daily surprise to us. And yet for a lot of us, we kind of take it for granted, don't we? We kind of treat our relationship with God as something that, you know, we have a right to, that we've earned, that we deserve. And yet, um, th- this is just one thing I think we, we, should, we should be surprised by the fact that we get to be in God's family. We should see it as, uh, with, with wonder. And, and also, I think it, it points to the fact that to find something is, is to discover something that you didn't really know or, 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 or see before. And, and so, to, to live in the kingdom of God is, is this constant process of discovery, you know, of discovering more of who God is and what he promises us, what he promises to do for us, how he promises to work. And so to really possess the kingdom is to to live with a sense of wonder and surprise at what God has done to include us in his family and also to to live with a commitment to, to discover more, to find out more about who he is and what he, what he wants to do in me and through me and for me. So that's the first question. Have you found the kingdom of heaven? Have you found it? The second question is this. It's simple. How glad are you about it? How glad are you? In the first parable, it says the man finds the treasure. And what is the emotion that he has immediately on finding the treasure? What does he feel? Joy, right? It says that the man found, he covered it up, then in his joy. He experiences joy. You can imagine it. Maybe this person's walking along in the field and he, something catches his eye there in the dirt. You know, something that doesn't look quite right. Maybe it's like shining, glimmering, you know, something. It, maybe the color is like not consistent with the rest of the ground. He goes over to it. it he grabs his attention. He goes over to it. He starts kind of clearing the dirt away. And then he realizes that this isn't just, you know, an ordinary rock or anything like that. This is actually treasure. I don't know if it's, it's gold. It's silver gemstones, but it's, it's a treasure that, that is worth more than anything that he has, right? And how does he respond? Can you imagine? What, what does he probably do at first when he finds this thing? Maybe does he laugh to himself? Does he start singing? Does he, does he jump up and down for joy of what he's found? I mean, these are all things that are often associated with joy, right? When you experience joy, these are all a lot of common things. We laugh, we sing, we jump, we yell, right? Those are all things that are associated often with joy. But I was thinking about this week, you know, what exactly is joy? What is it? What is this emotion that this guy is feeling right now when he finds this treasure? What is this emotion that we should feel when we possess the kingdom of heaven, when we possess a relationship with Jesus and know that God is real and that he's with us, walking with us, and we're experiencing his power and his presence. What is this emotion that we should feel? What is joy? And as I thought about it, it's hard to really pinpoint exactly what joy is, but, but one thing I think that I, that, that I, I came, the one conclusion I came to is this, that, that joy is the emotion that you have, it's the feeling that you have when something really good has happened. Or something really good is about to happen. When you're certain that something good is happening, that's, that's when you feel joy. It's, it's directly connected to the experience of something good. That's what joy is. 
And so when somebody possesses the kingdom, one thing that you know is that you've experienced something immensely good in the love of God. And, and you know that God promises to do all things for your good. You know that everything that happens today is, is going to be connected to some sort of good for you. And so that's why we should all be living with a, a sense of joy. And this is the thing. Um, yes, joy can be associated with laughter, with singing, with dancing, but, but it, al- it, it isn't always, right? It doesn't have to be exhibited by laughter and smiling. Because you can be going through something really difficult and painful, but if you're convinced that there is good happening, that God is good and that he's going to do good to you, you can still have a sense of deep joy in the midst of that, right? You can still be glad in a very real sense, even though things aren't going that great for you. Because you know that the God, the the giver of good gifts, is your God. And that he's with you. So there's the thing. Those who possess the kingdom should be glad. They should have joy. They know that something incredibly good has happened to them, and there is more good to come. And yet, as I look at my life, this is a hard question to ask myself. Is it really characterized by joy, by gladness? Or is it often just characterized by kind of a more of an, an awareness of the things that I'm annoyed by or discouraged by? Am I more focused on the things that are bad that are happening, the things that are hard, the things that, you know, my life doesn't look the way that I wish it looked? Is that what I'm focusing on more on a day-to-day basis? Or am I really aware? Am I reminding myself that God is the king of all things good? That I have experienced something immensely good in his love for me. And the fact that he's given his son to live and to die for me. Am I convinced, am I certain that no matter what my day looks like, as hard as it might be, that God is going to be good to me today? If I'm thinking about those things, if I'm reminding myself of those things, then I will have joy. How glad are you? And the last question I want to ask us is this. How happy are you to sell everything? How happy are you to sell everything? Another thing that both of these parables have in common is that both of these guys, what do they do when they find their their treasure? The one guy finds the treasure, the other guy finds the pearl. What do they do? They go and they sell all of it. They sell everything they have, right? It says, then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. In verse 46, the guy who finds the pearl says he went and sold all that he had and bought it, right? They sold everything. This isn't like they, they, they did a garage sale where they picked and chose like in their house, you know, what am I not using anymore? What do I don't, what, what do I don't really like anymore? And then they put that on on the driveway and sold it. They sold everything. They sold a thing that is absolutely precious to them. Their favorite clothes. They sold everything. Not just the stuff that they didn't really need anymore. They sold it all. That is how valuable the kingdom is. 
is more valuable than everything that we have. They gave up all that they had in order to have the kingdom. That's how valuable it is. But what I want to really focus on is the motivating factor for their selling everything. Right? And, And you see it in the first parable. It says, this guy, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. This isn't just some logical thing he's going through his head. You know, He's like, okay, the, this, this treasure is worth more than everything that I have, so I'm going to sell it all and get it. No, he is so excited. He is so glad. He is so happy to have this treasure that he sells everything happily. He sacrifices everything happily. And this is, again, where it gets uncomfortable for me. Because I feel like in my life as a Christian, I have sold things. In other words, I've sacrificed things. I've given up things. Um, and as, as you look at our family now, you know, like we, we, we maybe, I look at other, other people and I'm like, yeah, I've, I've given up maybe some things in some areas more than other people have. But um, often when I make a sacrifice, when I give up something and I sell it, especially those things that are precious to me, I kind of do it with a little bit of resentment. I... You know, I'm, I'm an expert at feeling sorry for myself. And so I might be pursuing the kingdom. I might think I'm pursuing the kingdom. But when I give up sleep, or I give up comfort, or I give up my freedom, I'm like, oh, man, I have it so bad. This is so rough. If I really possessed the kingdom, if I really understood how much the kingdom of God is worth, how much God's love for me is worth, I would be glad to lose everything. Right? I would happily get up in the middle of the night to sit with a child who is crying. I would happily give up the things that I want to do in order to spend time and to listen to somebody who needs me at that moment. I would gladly do it. I would enjoy it. Um, I'm not going to put them on the spot, but I had somebody who was helping me. Um, I, Silas and Cass, you know, our son Silas, so they're, they're moving into their new apartment. So I, was, uh, I went and uh, tried to buy, they, they wanted to buy this couch. And so I went for them to try to buy this couch for them and get it in their apartment before they come back from their honeymoon. And, and, uh, so this person came and they, they, they helped me go, go get the truck. I'm like, and, or take the truck and, and go pick up this, this couch. And we get the couch and, we, and, and I was like, this is so nice of this person. And, and they're like, you know, they're gladly helping me and everything. And, and, and so we, we, we get the, the, the couch and the truck. We pay, take it to the apartment. We, we lift it off. It's like a lot of work. And it, and it, was, it was yesterday. So it was very, very hot. And, uh, and so like we're, we're taking the couch. We get it to the doorway. And, and it, it, it's, you know, it's obvious it's not going to fit. It is not going to fit. No way is it going to fit. And we like try it one way and then we tried another way and, and it only took a couple minutes to be like, there is no way this thing's going up there. And so this person was being so kind to give me of their time and their serve and, and, uh, and I'm feeling so bad, you know, and like, okay, I guess we just got to return this thing. So we take it and put it back in the truck and put all the stuff back on it, take it back to the store. It takes like twice as long as it should have. And it was all felt like a waste of time, you know. 
And uh, I, was, I was telling Kim about this like last night. I was like, you know, I felt so bad that this person had helped me do this. And yet the entire time I, I was telling Kim, I was like, you know, I felt like if I wanted to try, you know, shoving that couch in there for another three hours, he would have gladly done it. He was like totally there for it. He seemed like he was happy to be there, you know. He wasn't getting annoyed and angry in any way, shape, or form. Maybe he was in his head, but it looked like he was like, you know, he was joyfully serving. And that's what it looks like for somebody who possesses the kingdom, you know. Even though this was a monumental waste of time, he was happy to be there for me, you know. That's what it means to possess the kingdom. You joyfully sell everything. Nothing else matters. As long as you can participate in what God is doing, as long as you can experience more of what God has done and his love for you and, his, and, and is using you to, to love others, how happy are you to sell everything? How happy are you to sell everything? You know, um, when you have an opportunity to give up your time, when you have an opportunity to give up your comfort, how happy are you to give financially to help others, to give towards the ministries of the church, to give towards other ministries that share the gospel, the kingdom of heaven? How glad are you to give up your things? This, this, these are signs of those who possess the kingdom. So these are the questions. You know, are you living your life with joy today? Are you glad to sacrifice, to give of yourself to those around you for the kingdom of God? Are you daily surprised as you continue to discover what God has done for you? The movie National Treasure, I don't know how many of you guys have seen that movie before, but it's about this guy who um, he, he believes that there is this huge treasure that the founding fathers of our country have hidden somewhere. And so he goes around and he finds a clue and that leads him to another clue that leads him to another clue. Hopefully that will eventually lead him to this huge treasure. And um, his whole family has always been searching for this treasure. And his father spent years and years searching for this treasure and never found it. And he, was, he had become jaded and cynical. And at one point in the movie, the son gets his father to help him. And his father's just angry. He's like, this, you'll never find it. It doesn't exist. But he reluctantly, you know, goes along because other people are chasing them and he kind of has to help them. And, and so they're, they're, you know, going from clue to clue from all over the, all over the place. And, and they finally come to the end of the movie and they, they find this like empty chamber down under the ground. And he's like, I told you, it doesn't exist. There's nothing here. And then the son, he, he, he sees this like indentation on the wall. He's like, oh, this clue from another like time long before I like, I, he pulls it out and it fits perfectly into the wall. And then he turns it and then the wall like opens up, you know, the, the, the wall slides open and then they step through the doorway and there's this massive, like you can't even see the end of this room and it is full of gold and priceless artifacts and statues. You, like you can't even you can't even conceive how much all of this stuff is worth. And you're like, it's real. It's here. And they can't believe it. And this is the thing. You know, these guys both, they, they find this treasure, the treasure of the kingdom. Um, I'm telling you right now, 
as you sit here, you are in a room full of treasure that is beyond anything you can imagine. We're getting ready to celebrate the Lord's Supper. This points us to the treasure that God offers you in his kingdom today. A treasure that is worth more than anything else you could pursue or want. A treasure that will satisfy you more than anything else you could try to hold on to. It is here. Will we take hold of it? Will we find our joy in it? Are you ready to sell everything? To give up everything for it? Because you have it. It's here. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you would open our eyes to the riches of the gospel, the riches of the kingdom of heaven. That through the sacrifice of your son Jesus, we, we can come into the throne room that is full. It is full of greater riches than we could ever imagine. The riches of knowing you, of being part of your family, of, of pe- being your children. The riches of seeing you work around us and through us. The riches of seeing you remake this world. Father, we pray that you would open our eyes. Help us to behold the riches of the gospel and to be changed. Give us a joy that is deep and satisfying. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. We now have an opportunity to celebrate the riches of the kingdom of heaven through the uh, Lord's table. If you uh, didn't receive the elements on your way in and you need them, uh, just raise your hand and somebody will bring them to you. They look like this. Do you have them? Does everybody have them? If you don't have them, just raise your hand and somebody will bring them to you. I think everybody's got them. Um, As we prepare,